0: Well, we had a call with uh, John Elway and Vic Fangio this morning, and it was a little bit fuzzy, if you know what I'm saying. And then if you're a little bit fuzzy, then you need to hit up Manscaped. If you use the code DNVR20 right now, you're going to get 20% off your entire purchase and free shipping. Get rid of the fuzz. No one likes fuzz. So, you know, keep yourself nice and sharp like hopefully the audio quality of this podcast is or at least as sharp as we could possibly make it and uh you know what i mean get rid of the fuzz so hit up manscaped get your lawnmower 3.0 get your crop preserver your crop reviver you get a nice little toiletry bag there when you get the perfect package so make sure you check out manscaped today Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Make sure you use that code DNVR20. It's the same code for most most things. DNVR20 is going to get you 20% off your order of Strava Craft Coffee. It's rich, it's tasty, it's CBD infused, it'll help you with anxiety, it'll help you with a lot of things, and they'll ship it straight to your door so there is no hassle. Quarantine pod number seven. Number seven, and I would say that's for John Elway, but I, I, I—you couldn't hear me when I said it.
1: What you
0: say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, you killed me with the fuzz, Ryan. I gotta give it to you.
0: Thank you. Oh, thank you. Poor,
2: <laughs> poor John Elway. I mean, I've been to fast food drive-throughs that had a, a more clear uh, voice uh, coming through than I than from John Elway on his end of the media conference call today toward, (laughs) it, it got better toward the end, but for much of it, it was, you know, it was just as a, as Phil Hartman as Frank Sinatra in a Saturday night live sketch used to say, can't understand a word. (laughs)
1: guys i didn't think about this i didn't think about this during the call but the thing that was talked about the most during this call was having to work remotely and do the draft remotely well that was if that's john working remotely that doesn't give me much faith in how the draft's going to go i mean could you imagine he picks up the phone to to trade the nine and it uh, uh, it, and that like that's the phone call well you hope the you hope the it techs haven't been to his house yet and we'll be going in the next three weeks. Or
2: what about like if they're making a pick and you get the wrong name? I mean, this actually <laughs> this actually happened uh, to the Buccaneers back in 1982. there was some confusion, and it turned out they submitted a, a card with the wrong player, at least the one that they didn't want. But uh, yeah, they gotta they gotta work on some things here, otherwise. Um, I'm trying. You. you try, I'm trying to think of two names that could get
0: confused here. With the first in the, pick in the
2: draft process in
0: the 2020 NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Lehman Barrow.
2: <laughs> Lameen
0: Barrow. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> Haven't thought about him in five years. Um, <laughs> I, I always thought it was Laymon. i I was putting it in layman's
1: terms
0: (laughs) um oh man but yeah i wish i could say aside from the um struggles on the line it was extremely informative and um very uh in depth but it was about uh as surface level as it gets and you know obviously everyone's kind of navigating through this but uh what was the time on that? Do we have a time time clock on that uh, uh call? I can actually I get it for you here, hang on, because I have the file up.
1: Right around fifteen minutes in my book.
2: All right. It was a
1: little little more than that, I think. Well,
0: Sixteen, we'll say.
2: Actually it was closer to
0: uh 19, it was closer to eighteen minutes. Oh wow!
1: Okay, eighteen minutes.
0: So f- fifteen audible minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, right Vic it. was
1: Vic was crystal
2: clear. Vic sounded great. I, whatever remote setup that Vic Fangio has, it look, sounds like uh, he's completely good to go. Um, John Elway needs work.
0: <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, it was it, it felt pretty short. Unfortunately, none of us were called on to ask a question. Um, we all had our hands raised. But we did learn a few things here. So, Zach, I'll start with you. What uh, did you take away from that press conference?
1: Yeah, probably the one that you guys care about the most, honestly, is Melvin Gordon. As we've talked about, the flashiest signing and the most controversial one. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people love the signing, hate the deal that was given. And really, it, it boiled down to a very similar dynamic of what, of what we've heard Vic say in the past of if you had a chance to add a good player, well, you should add him. But one of the things I learned today was John and Vic had talked about this for a while. Now, that makes me think of a lot of different things. Do they just love Melvin Gordon, the player? Or, you know, do they have doubts on Philip Lindsay and, and what he can do? Uh, and so that, that's, that was the, the most important football takeaway that I had, was just this, this new dynamic that, and the questions certainly aren't going to be going away.
2: Yeah, I was interested in in just uh, what their process is going to be, how they're adapting to the off season and uh, and potentially losing OTAs, having all their uh, draft protocols uh, thrown askew, and uh, basically kind of confirmed oh, what we expected. They're going to be uh, talking with some draft prospects on conference call or a Zoom conference over the next few, mo- few weeks. So that's going to effectively stand in lieu of the in-person visits. Uh, as far as uh, the entire roster goes, uh, Vic was, he didn't have concrete plans for uh, what was going to be done, but he did say that in one way, it's a little easier than it was in 2011. That was the lockout year when players couldn't practice at all. Team facilities, but also coaches couldn't have contact with players because of in any way, shape, or form because of the lockout. This time they can't practice, but they can be in communication with them. He talked about making sure the players get their iPads uh, sent to them if they don't already have them. Also, uh, spoke of coming up with some way to communicate with the players. So I would imagine that uh, you're going to see unit meetings. Team meetings, et cetera, happen, happening uh, via Zoom conferences uh, pretty extensively over the over the coming months. So I think uh, that it's no surprise that that's going to uh, be the direction in which the Broncos go.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, I don't know. To me, all of that stuff, like to me, all all of those things, every team is going to have to deal with them. So it's like you know, it's. The, the playing field I guess is leveled in that sense um so how they deal with it is interesting from a logistical standpoint but in the end at no team is going to be able to do their conditioning program and no team is going to be able to do yes
2: yeah well it's funny because on uh
0: on radio yesterday we talked with uh
2: our good friend Matt McChesney who of course has his uh podcast here on uh, the com and one thing he talked about and it was something Vic alluded to Vic talked about how players are struggling in some circumstances to find places to work out because, of course, all the gyms are closed. And McChesney, who, of course, played in the NFL for a while back in the 2000s, mentioned to me yesterday that one thing that's going to come into play is that some of these players, if they don't have a place to work out, if they don't have regular training facilities, they're going to show up out of shape when the teams finally do report and that it's not going to be as simple as, as gathering everybody for a training camp and say four weeks of practice and being ready to go, because some of these guys may not be in proper physical condition to handle that sort of work. And it hit me as Matt was saying this, that it's almost like in some ways, this could be a return to the long ago era of the NFL Ah, uh, back in the uh, like 1950s, 60s, and 70s. Now, if you look back, you can. I think the Bronco Media Guide may even have some old training camp dates. But uh, looking back, the Broncos used to start training camp in like mid July, like July 10th, and a reason was they didn't have the same robust offseason work, so they literally needed those extra weeks to get guys in shape. So. We're faced with a situation here where everything may be truncated, but if the players can't find ways to keep themselves in shape, they may be coming into a situation where they, they actually need more time to get in shape, but they're not going to have it. Again, it's just another way in which this year could look, un- look,
1: look unlike any other we've seen in the NFL. You know, what's fascinating is obviously toilet paper is very hard to come by. Another thing that's really hard to come by right <laughs> now is weights, and I don't remember who we talked to last week, um, a, a Bronco that just signed, but said, fortunately, I thought about this scenario uh, beforehand, before the coronavirus hit. I went out and bought a lot of weights myself. Uh, you, Graham
2: Glasgow did Yeah, that. right,
1: right, Graham Glasgow. Um, and he was prepared. But now you can't buy weights in stores, online. So if these players haven't <laughs> thought about that before, uh, then, then they're probably pretty hosed in terms of weights. So I have one suggestion for them, cat litter. Cat litter is heavy, packs a punch, and uh, you can curl that and stay somewhat in shape.
2: I, I was lifting storage boxes yesterday, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> to could, tell you where I am right now. <laughs> you could easily do curls with, like, gallons of milk. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: you could set up that water delivery service and bench press those. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get creative with DNVR. mm just,
2: that, that I, needs be, maybe that needs to be a podcast we do we're creative creative workouts during this
0: COVID-19 pandemic with DNVR we're here to help I mean I follow maybe like four people who are into fitness on Instagram and they, they've got that covered I promise you <laughs> um, uh, yeah you know like I said everyone's going to deal with this I think that when we do get football back, the product is probably going to be pretty sloppy for a while. Um, Just because of what you mentioned, these guys, you'd like to believe that these guys are constantly thinking about keeping their body in tip top shape, but it's just not the truth. Um, A large, large contingent of players are sitting on their couch and eating junk food right now. It's just the truth. So when, we eventually get football back. There is going to be a, a much longer acclimation process, I think, for the players. And, you know, unfortunately, they're going to have to be really careful with injuries and whatnot because, again, guys are just, I, I know it. I know guys right now aren't, are, there are some guys who are getting next to no physical activity at all. You can't go from that to rigorous exercise and not expect to pull something.
1: Yeah, especially right now when everyone—not just players—they're told to pretty much sit on their couch, don't don't do anything else, uh, but be on your couch. And I think three fourths of Americans right now are on stay-at-home orders, so those players fall under that as well.
0: Exactly. Um, okay. Other than that, going back to Lindsay and Gordon, um, Vic Fangio said two things that made me think that him and I. Are on the same page often. Um, oh. The number one thing he said that reminds me of something that I would say is asked about if if Melvin Gordon's third down production had a big re, had a big part in them signing him. He just said not not necessarily. He's just a good football player, and anytime you have a chance to add a good football player to your team, I think that's a good thing. And that reminds me of something we've been saying on this podcast, just in terms of you know contracts and philip Lindsay and all that stuff it's like okay well the broncos had a chance to add a really good player to their team or at least you know even if you don't think highly of him a good player to their team they had the cap space to do it they needed another running back in that in that stable and they went and got it and that and that kind of reminded me of what he said and then the other thing he said was that philip Lindsay's not giving away any carries and that i definitely agree with you know you can even last year and I realized Royce Freeman is a worse player than Melvin Gordon but even last year people uh you know were saying that Royce Freeman is going to lead the team in carries and it's just like no he's not and that's how I feel about Philip Lindsay no matter who he's going up against so even if they want to make Melvin Gordon the starter I think Phil is going to make that a lot harder on them.
1: Yeah, it's something that Melvin touched on last week. He said, we're going to push each other. And that's something that they look forward to. And that's something that Vic really hopes. Of course, you want players just to to want to push each other. And what John said about this, uh, I thought was classic John and exactly how a general manager should feel. He doesn't care. He doesn't care if Philip Lindsay's feelings are hurt. He's not worried about that. Uh, And then in terms of Philip taking care of him, uh, John has talked to Philip Lindsay's agent. Um, and just said we'll see what happens in terms of getting a new contract done for him Uh, nothing's in the works right now it's not imminent that's not one of John Elway's top priorities right now it's uh, it's they're just going to see what happens with that
2: yeah it's not surprising that's not one of the top priorities because the Broncos they typically do kind of let things play out they don't get things done early and with Philip Lindsay we, they have two seasons, effectively, of team control because they can use the RFA tender on him for the 2021 season. So you can see why it's not a priority with unrestricted free agency two years out for Philip Lindsay. I mean, how many other guys have they even worked to get a contract done with at this point relative to when they hit the market? So not really a surprise there.
0: Well... Anything else that you guys think needs to be highlighted from that conversation? So says, those, crickets, well, <laughs> those crickets out here? No, no, no. I, I got, there's, there is one, and we've talked
2: a little bit about um, their draft protocol and, of course, that they uh, did not send their, their coaches to the combine. Um, I thought it was interesting that uh, John Elway said the scouts have already moved on to juniors for next year. Yeah, so they're
1: they're very. John really wanted to make it clear yeah. how fine they are with the draft being and where the same time and doing it wherever they have to do. He really wanted to make that clear.
2: Yeah, and uh, I think it's just it's the point that they just want to keep emphasizing. I think that uh, they feel like they they feel like they're they're in good shape. But uh, I, I did think it was interesting, kind of saying that the the scouts uh, the scouts have already moved on to the juniors uh, in the ones that will be coming up for the uh, 2021 draft class. And uh, I think part of that also is just uh, how we're kind of – how everything's kind of in, in a deep freeze moment right now, that uh, you can't go to pro days, you can't go get that extra information. One thing that didn't come up, but it's, it's something that others have discussed is something I've been thinking a lot about, uh, because the pro day schedule was effectively wiped out, they basically got about a third of the pro days in. I think maybe not even uh, that many. When all was said and done, that you get to these low round and undrafted guys, and you don't have standard measurements on them. Whereas, if for guys that uh, went to the combine, went to the Shrine Game or the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl or the Senior Bowl, all those guys you have standard measurements on. But the Broncos have you know made a living off of undrafted players, some coming from uh, well off the radar. So there's a horde of guys uh, that they probably would consider signing some years that they're not going to have standard measurements on. So it'll be fascinating to see uh, how that impacts what they do. Obviously, the scouts getting out and uh, getting their boots on the ground over the course of the uh, the late summer and early fall, watching these guys is going to play a role. But there are probably going to be some teams uh, coming up this year that maybe have a little bit of a Ted Gregory like moment. Uh, Ted Gregory of course was the Broncos first round pick back in 1988. The Broncos thought he was 6-1, maybe 6-2 turned out when they got him in, he was about 5-9 and he was their first <laughs> round pick. <laughs>
0: and it was a different era back then. <laughs> and it doesn't matter because height is irrelevant in football.
1: I like that, you know, I really like heights irrelevant no matter w- in what aspect of life
0: I think it's irrelevant in podcasting
1: <laughs> yeah. irrelevant, a, right? Just want to ir- make sure you're not getting a john Elway.
0: no it's it's irrelevant in podcasting <laughs> as evidenced by this podcast still being good
1: <laughs> you're you're carrying us on height Ryan
0: <laughs> barely um okay, Barely! <laughs> uh. I'm legally blind. Um, uh, Okay. Well, like I said, I wish I could tell you there's a bunch more to cover and we'll get to it in the next segment, but there isn't. So, before we move on to the questions, a shout-out to Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. I don't know if you guys saw, but my concoction, a.k.a. the RK Special, is uh, getting some serious play on Twitter. Breckenridge Brewery themselves tweeted it out and said, that's the challenge of the week is to try out the RK special. They didn't call it that yet, but they uh, <laughs> Did they, they call said, it the
1: damn good special?
0: Nope. They didn't call it uh. that either. Oh, the damn good combo. That's good too.
1: That's, mm, good too. that's damn good.
0: Uh, anyways, it's getting some love. So I-, I suggest you use the Drizzly app or just call in an order to Breckenridge Brewery. This Friday, I haven't even told you guys about this. This Friday, I ordered their barbecue platter. Oh. Um, it, mm. it was food for days. And then they had a nice little deal on there for five extra bucks you could add on a six pack of Hot Peak. Of course, I already had uh, Strawberry Sky on deck. So got it. I got an, a little extra sixer of Hot Peak, mixed them together, made the RK special, AKA the damn good combo. And it was fantastic. So hit them up. The food is delicious. They'll deliver a sixer of Hot Peak, maybe two, a uh, couple strawberry skies to your door. You'll enjoy it immensely.
1: And here's another way that you can really get creative this weekend is check out Davidson's and you can get the Brex delicious 15-can can sampler delivered right to your door. And boy, with the 15-can sampler, that'll give you tons of ways to mix and match there and guys davidson's has two locations in centennial and highlands ranch they're open during all of this and really i think they have the best system right now all of their orders are curbside or delivery that's exactly how i want to shop at a liquor store just have them bring it to you whether it's to your car or whether it's to your door so make sure that you check out davidson's download their app for incredible deals that they're still offering their loyalty program and and they'll deliver the booze right to you so make sure that you check out davidson's download that app and when you do make sure to tag us and tag them because supporting our partners is supporting us so that's davidson's check them out tonight or this weekend
0: okay let's jump into the questions from the loyal listeners that we love so much and quickly before we do that i just want to uh let everyone know uh we'd really appreciate it if you gave us an iTunes review. We're on a nice little streak. Every Ooh. time I say this, someone goes and spoils it. So like, I, I don't, people, I guess just don't want me to, to um enjoy life sometimes. Are you, are you telling me I shouldn't laugh for the next
1: couple of days to not ruin that streak?
0: Yeah. You're going to have to hold it in. Use that, you know, be liberal with that mute button on your, uh, on your, on your zoom there. Every time you uh, think you, you think I'm being funny, which is pretty much always, just uh, just smash that mute button.
1: You're never going to hear me. <laughs>
0: uh, so anyways, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us an iTunes review. We'd really appreciate it if you gave us five stars. But hey, if you're one of those people who thinks this is a one-star podcast but still spends all of your time every day <laughs> listening to it, then you know what? Give what you believe is a fair review. <laughs> anyways, the first question here comes in from Chef in Stefan
1: insta like instagram i don't know
0: chef 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 and stefan chef and stefan
1: oh, we have I three different ways of pronouncing it
0: <laughs> i was thinking like um there's a there's a place called stefan and that's where he's a chef or chef. <laughs> i
1: yeah. like it and i think there is a chef component to this
0: we'll have to get a uh, pronunciation guide from chef and stefan that's better <laughs> um <laughs> He or she says, what up, family, long-time listener, first-time commenter. Just re-upped my subscription so I could read all of the work that you guys do besides the pod because I had a lapse a couple months ago and I've just been too busy in the draft and whatnot. Anyways, here's my question and some background. I used to work for the catering company that fed the team back in the Jake Plummer era. Curious if you guys uh, know with all of the new investments in the facilities over the past five years, what do the guys eat when they are there? I remember when I was there, the Broncos had signed Jerry Rice right before he retired, and Mike Shanahan drafted Maurice Claret. It was so (laughs) cool to meet meet Jerry and feed the team as a fan. During training camp, Maurice used to come into our area and grab ice cream, even though the players were off limits from food storage. And I remember Trevor (laughs) Price eating close to 12 breakfast sandwiches every day. Wow. (laughs) There was also a day late in the year with super bad weather when I was grilling steaks for the coaching staff and video team for dinner. Rod Smith came out and was like, Yo, don't you guys have a grill inside? I'll see if I can get them to help out with that. I have a little poll around around here. The experience was very cool as a fan to be able to meet the players and feed them, but I do remember not many of them ate super healthy, or their portions were out of this world huge. I would think that with an on-site team, they could structure their diets to be better and help more with weight and physical goals. Whereas we, for the most part, just had comfort food with several options for every meal. Sorry for the long comment slash question. Hope all is well with you guys and the other listeners out there. Please take care of yourselves, but also look out for the at-risk populations who may need help. Very, you know you know
2: message. what? I remember those days before the uh, they actually had the full cafeteria and the full staff and when the uh, the the, me- the meals would be sometimes cooked, sometimes brought in and just kind of, uh, heated on site, and the food was very good in terms of the taste, and it was very bad for you. <laughs> they have come a long way in terms of uh, the nutrition and uh, what the players are uh, are putting it uh, putting into their bodies on a daily basis. At least when they are at the team facility, which is another thing that sort of piggybacks on. What we were talking about with players not being able to work out the team facility and struggling to find gyms, um, it's it's very easy to sit back and go on the on basically the 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 Pringles and beer diet right now.
1: <laughs> you saying something wrong with my diet, Mace? Hey, I doubt you that. have. Zach,
2: you have the world's greatest metabolism, so <laughs> you could eat anything, and you wouldn't gain a pound.
0: Plus, you have a new-age chef living
1: in your home. <laughs> I yeah. do. I do. <laughs> um, the,
0: the players do not eat healthy.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. I I was going to say everything May said is right. There are a lot of healthy options available and some Mm -hmm. guys do eat very healthy because when we're in the locker room, uh, some of the it's right around lunchtime most of the time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these guys are bringing their food out and we get to see what they're eating. But I am shocked at what the Broncos are serving their players there. Like I said, there's always healthy options available, but some of these players come in with all this fried food, and I'm I'm just blown away that in the facility they're given the option to eat so poorly.
0: I am too. Um, you know, I think you can't necessarily do this with, uh, for lack of a better term, grown ass men. But <laughs> at CU, when I was covering the team, and so this was during the Mike McIntyre era, they had three. So you know how you get like a tray at a cafeteria. Yep. Mm-hmm. they had three colors of trays you had red trays yellow trays and green trays if you were trying to lose weight you got a red tray like if, if that was part of your plan so then the chefs knew what they could serve you if you were fine you got a yellow plate and so you were allowed to basically eat what you want and uh or i guess you only had some restrictions and if you were uh trying to gain weight you got a green plate and they served you accordingly I again I don't know if you could do this with grown ass men, although they are your employees, so I think you actually could. It is wild to me that you just got have guys like stuffing their face with like egg rolls and mm-hmm. would,
1: would the coaching staff get to choose yes. or like or the staff yeah. would
0: choose which color you had. Yep. But it would you would develop a plan with the strength staff. Are you losing, maintaining, or gaining? And you would be served as such. Yeah, well, I makes think sense. in the NFL though, they they have fines for some players
2: uh, if they come in above a certain weight and they've got them. And so that's sort of the motivation for some players is making sure they don't get fines so they, may, so they make weight at the end of the week.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, some guys probably care about that. Other guys are like, yeah, what's $50,000 to eat? Whatever the hell I want. <laughs> but, yeah, you say the egg rolls. By the way, those egg rolls are delicious, I have to admit. <laughs> like
2: the the, the bet to me the, the the two the two best uh days that they were actually yeah two best days that they would do were kind of they had one day where they did a lot of asian foods so they'd have egg rolls and they'd have pot stickers and they'd have sushi and all sorts and uh um poke and oh my gosh that was and so like good.
1: fried sesame chicken
2: yeah yeah i never i didn't really have that i know some guys do but i was i was always a sushi person sushi and poke i just get a big bowl of Tuna and put a little soy sauce on, and uh, and there you go. And then um they do they do a lot of good Mexican
0: food there. Again, I just don't. I, I just you would think that it would be a very very curated mm-hmm. assortment of food, and it it just isn't. It just isn't. No,
1: no, delicious, yeah. but not the healthiest. Yep.
2: Count locula Sorry, Mace. Patrick Swayze's best acting role is in Donnie Darko. Have you all seen this cult classic? Love the Count i haven't oh
0: really
1: yeah i've heard of it
0: oh i've heard of it too but i haven't seen it it is darko um (laughs) but it's good i recommend it for sure i'll put it on the list i mean it's a it's a mind f
1: you know (laughs) what i'm saying
0: but it's good stuff Uh, yep
1: next one coming in from dtl hey guys Hey, have you managed to see the one-on-one with Driscoll? I like how he knew his place going on about if he can help out with Locke. Seems he knows his role well. And number two, I need a new jersey now that Wolf is actually gone. Any recommendations?
2: Uh, My recommendation is always by, by the jerseys of retired players, because if they're a star player and they're retired, they're not going out of style.
1: So. May I suggest? May I humbly suggest you buy a Steve Atwater jersey. Yep, that's a good one. That's certainly never going out <laughs> of style. So, I All was right. I, I, I was thinking to
2: myself, you could I what what number is Jarrell Casey going to have? And if you have Derek Wolfe, you could just in in theory tape over the Wolf and put Kate and put Casey's name on the nameplate. But uh, Jarrell Casey was number ninety nine in Tennessee, and uh, with Adam Gotsis not coming back, ninety nine is going to be available.
1: So that rules that out. I wouldn't touch any of the players that are bringing it in right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, there's a really easy answer here. You have a future star in the making at the most important position in sports. So you get the Drew Locke Jersey.
1: So you're ready. you ready to tell fans to pull the trigger.
0: Yep. Lock it I'm up. Pretty,
1: pretty much there. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next one coming in from Burley Joe. Hey, Oh, fun Swayze story. TLDR girlfriend bought a Swayze tickets for Valentine's day here in Fort Collins. Don't care for Swayze music, but didn't say anything. Got very drunk to, to try and enjoy. Nebraska rapper opened, decked out in red. got too drunk. Got an argue, gotten an argue with my girlfriend left early, Threw up at home, passed out bad Valentine's day. Boy, I thought we were in for a fun <laughs> Swayze story. Broncos Ooh. question. What team in the last half of the first round is most likely to trade ahead of the Broncos to take a wide receiver. How likely is this? Do the Broncos need to move up to ensure they get one of the top three? Peace, fellas. Take care and stay well, DNBR community.
2: Keep your eye on the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Yeah, Moving up the, for receiver. The only thing about that is, what was the trade they executed where they gave up some capital? Uh, the car, what do you mean? The cart this year or in the past? no darius they slay right 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 they just yeah. yeah they gave up capital for darius slay which hurts their ability to move up but if <laughs> they want to do it they yeah. can do
2: it. yeah i mean they'd have to go from future they'd have to borrow from future years but uh that's not that's never something that the eagles have been afraid of another team to keep your eye on i think is uh is minnesota because they have that uh they have two picks they, they pick 22nd and 25th after the uh, Stephon Diggs trade gave them uh, the 22nd pick from the Buffalo Bills, That's their a team that uh, could easily
1: take those uh, two first-rounders and, and move up pretty high in the first round. So I'm actually not worried about a team behind the Broncos jumping ahead of them just because it's such a deep class. I don't think a team in the 20s is going to try to jump ahead. But if the Broncos want one of those top three guys, I do think they're going to have to jump uh, 9, 10, 11.
2: The thing the other and thing with Minnesota, should. yeah, the other thing of Minnesota, consider, while they could definitely make a move like that, they've also, in addition to wide receiver, they have a pressing need at cornerback right now, with uh, Mackenzie Alexander, Trey Waynes and um, Xavier Rhodes all moving on. right. Mm. Exactly. They, they, they got some holes there.
0: All right, next one's from Crash, who says, okay, am I the only one wondering how the owners of professional sports teams are going to pay the players if there's no fans at the games? I'm sure the organizations have the money, but surely there are ones uh, who will have a hard time making payroll. I know they make money on TV deals, uh, but not all the games are televised. Next for Ryan. You weren't on when I asked this, so here it goes. Can you find out what chords, uh, uh, what the chords are and strum the pattern of the opening of the pod? Would learn, Would love to learn it, so i could play it at the tailgate party you know it's funny you mentioned that the legendary tim e actually sent me the chords recently so (laughs) wow um, i i don't have them right in front of me but if you want to dm me on twitter i could probably copy and paste it to you um so that's fun eventually one of these days we might have to uh do an uh acoustic version (laughs) of the opener
1: yeah I'd, i'd love to since i
2: already sing it anyway one thing on the uh, the question though uh, regarding uh, payroll and uh, television deals how many games of the big 4 are not on television of the big 4 sports in this in this continent oh. just th- just think about it. i mean you have the handful of rockies games that are not on television every year. here but they're on television in the other market right yeah. <laughs> so Every NFL game is on television. Every NHL game is on television. Every NBA game is on television. In effect, I mean, and, and that's where the lion's share of their revenue comes from. Now, what I worry about from the team perspective is that losing a lot of the, the revenue that does come from inside the stadium that comes from sponsorships, things like that. That may take a toll on the business staff and the payroll there. But as because the games are on television, if they can find a way to play them, even with no fans, I think they're going to be able to make the player and coach payroll out of that money alone.
0: Yeah. I mean, in the end, the cash cow of professional sports is the TV deals, not mm-hmm. the attendance uh, money. Uh, right. That's, you know, one of the worst, I don't I guess, kept secrets uh, of the whole operation is, yes, the fans and, you know, beer sales and all that stuff is a nice boon. But in the end, it's not necessarily needed. You could could operate this just on the TV money. And if there's no TV or if there's no fans allowed at the games, well, then the ratings are going to go up.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried that all of that money is just extra money in owners' pockets yeah. at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm worried about it for the business staff. Yeah, the business in in every organization, uh, it won't affect uh, the on field product. But um, on the business side, I I fear that uh, if there are no games played in front of fans for the rest of this year, that uh, this could exact a a damaging toll on them.
1: Yeah. Next one coming in from Stoy. Another observation I had from the Colts and Broncos in 1983 uh, was that the crowd booed, was that the crowd booed the Broncos. Every time a crowd boos, someone makes the comment that real fans don't boo B F and S real unhappy fans boo. And they always have, Interesting. they boo because they care, right? That's the thing. It's when the thing, fa- it's
2: when things are going bad and the fans don't boo. That means you don't have passion. Instead you have indifference. That's the problem. When when they're booing, they're they're still invested in the team.
0: I uh, used to, when I was much younger, I used to be a member of the fan police, and (laughs) trying to tell people, were you the sheriff? You should do this and you shouldn't do this. And I'm I'm mostly speaking of Buffs fans here. Mm -hmm. And as I've grown, and it, it definitely helps that the Buffs have been so bad for so long. I realize if you're there, you care. And that's all. I, that's that's what's important to me. Do you care? Uh, so I'm done trying to tell people how they should and shouldn't be fans.
1: If you're there, you care. I like that. Uh, he goes on and says the DNVR community kept me out of some dark places over the last few years, especially during the Corona apocalypse. And since I'm a veteran, my membership has been free. To help pay it back in the uncertain economy and to get some cool swag, I just ordered a shirt and hat from the DNVR merch shop. Looking forward to representing the community from Buccaneers Statistical Metropolitan Area. And by that, I mean from my house. Pretty cool.
0: Thank you so much for your support and and for
1: your That's way cool. Way cool.
0: From Mark IT Snatch. Hey, guys. TLDR, most old hotels are haunted. Thanks for the warning, babe. It was a bit (laughs) surreal hearing you guys talk about Red Dawn in Las Vegas, New Mexico. I lived down there for a year while my fiance worked on her master's. The whole time, I'd geek out over different landmarks from the movie. The Castaneda house uh, being the big one for me. It's where the Soviets set up their HQ in the movie. Allegedly, it's haunted. I didn't know this before we went to look for housing. She, the fiance, thought it would be funny to to show me the Ghost Adventures episode about it the night before we went down. Worse, the main place we looked at was right across the street. I did not sleep well until after we passed on it. We ended up renting a house about four blocks away instead. Anyway, out of the recent seduces exodus is a player exodus. yeah uh who do you see returning to sign one day contracts is that still a thing are we still doing that <laughs>
1: uh i yeah. don't i don't think anyone i don't know don't you only do that for hall of famers you can do that for any guy who
2: wants to i, mean, I think uh i think Derek wolf is kind of at the top of the list of uh, of the players who would, I think, willingly come back and sign a one day uh, contract to return. Chris Harris Jr. I think it depends on how he fares at his next stop or even beyond that. If you know, God forbid, the Chargers win a Super Bowl <laughs> with Chris <laughs> Harris <laughs> with Chris Harris Jr. at corner corner. You know the thing is if the Chargers won a Super Bowl you know most towns if they have a victory parade it's got to go like a a mile mile and a half or so through downtown the chargers victory parade they could just literally uh do it through part of
1: a parking lot <laughs> around the stadium once
2: around macy's not, <laughs> i they don't, not even around the stadium they, they could do like they could do a parking lot in uh, some strip mall in santa monica or something like that <laughs> and then they'd be set that's all they need
0: to do um the chargers so. not only will not win a uh super bowl with chris harris jr there they are not going to win a playoff game with chris harris jr there nor will they play in a playoff game with chris harris jr there
1: (laughs) next one coming in from water bear mace i'm sorry but that water slurping and ice banging around the microphone was so distracting today that i finally just quit listening can you get that away from your microphone better yet can't the microphone be shut off for a couple of seconds?
2: I didn't have any freaking ice in the cup. I haven't had it, had it since it was brought up. Dude, <laughs> chill.
1: <laughs> no, I think he doesn't want your water chilled.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. People. The, the mute button is your friend. <laughs> Anyways, from Phil's Fro, hello, gents. Longtime listener, new subscriber. We got him. And first-time commenter, I saw an article of us possibly moving up in the draft for a receiver. On a scale of 1 to 100, 1 being not happening and 100 being totally happening, what is the likelihood of us moving up? I'm going to go with uh, 50.
1: So 50% chance they move up. That's bold, Ryan.
0: Right on the fence.
1: I'm going to say 60. I'm going to say it's a little likelier than not. Mace, which side are you taking? You going forty? All right. No,
0: I'm gonna stay on brand. Oh.
2: Seventy-five.
0: <laughs> I think I'd rather you just yell it right into the microphone than do all that handling of the microphone.
1: <laughs> or what? If, what if he taps on the microphone? That could be yeah. good.
0: You don't do that. <laughs> uh, from Naderade. As of when I'm posting this, the Chiefs have not cut Sammy Watkins. I think most people assumed Watkins would get cut and Mahomes would get a mega extension. Thoughts as to why neither has happened.
2: They were helped out, I think, by the uh, new CPA getting passed because now now anything they do for Mahomes, they can kick that can down the road and have a huge cap number on Mahomes, say, in 2023 or 2024. But if they get something done with Mahomes, they can have a minimal cap number for 2020 so they can have their cake and eat it too regarding Sammy Watkins and Patrick
1: Mahomes. So you expect Sammy Watkins to be on the team this year? At this point, I expect Sammy Watkins back with the Chiefs. yes. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, do you both expect a new deal from Mahomes this off season? Uh, I think
2: that is going to be predicated on if any uh, television contracts are hashed out over the next few months right now, every with COVID-19, everything
1: else, it's all on hold. Yeah, that that's a good point. Next one coming in from RD Dollywall. Best hangover cure is faux soup. Are we going pho? Or are we going PHL?
2: Uh, I thought soup. it was pronounced. I thought it was pronounced uh, pho. Yeah. That's
0: what I'd heard from someone who was Vietnamese. But that just makes you sound like you're trying so hard to say. <laughs> the best why cure. be wrong, though?
2: Why be wrong? If, someone's tell- if someone who knows the culture is telling you how it's pronounced, why would you say, well, I'm going to pronounce it my way?
0: Well, you just say P-H-O soup. That's not even a pronunciation. Gosh.
1: (laughs) Well, that's the best hangover cure. If you haven't tried to give it a shot, Dollywall says. The three of you wake up one day and you're in another one's body. What do you point out about your body to the new host? Take care, stay safe, and have a great day. Wow, this is interesting. I'm going to go first and I'm going to say, wow, you've really taken care of your fuzz. Oh, my God. I (laughs) I don't
0: understand the question at all.
1: I don't either. That's why I just do Manscaped rap. All
0: right. From VR, though, I was a little surprised to hear the name Echeverry on the pod yesterday, as that is my mom's maiden name. Sam Echeverry may be a distant relative as the Basque community isn't that large. Uh, Really excited to see the way things are shaping up for the Broncos this year. At this point, I don't see any way there will be fans at NFL games this year. Any chance teams will be able to pump some crowd noise into the stadium for TV viewers? The Falcons already have the experience. Just a weird thought. Not sure if it's feasible. Stay healthy, guy. Well, uh, no, they won't be pumping it in. They could technically put it on the broadcast. I actually once listened to a Rapids game where the broadcasters were broadcasting from like the home studio while the rap, uh, Rapids were on the road. And I don't know if they just didn't even have access to field mics, but they just, they just put like an underlying loop <laughs> Of crowd noise underneath the uh, announcers, and like it was so obvious because there was this one very specific horn that blew like every 30 seconds, mm-hmm. the exact same way, and it was so so annoying. But uh, technically, they could do that. Personally, I think fans are going to be at the game, so we don't have to worry about it. Yeah,
2: I, I I I wish I could agree with you, Ryan, but I I don't. I think if there's an NFL season, it's either not going to have fans, or at best, it's going to have fans that are spread throughout a stadium basically one for every four seats and I really don't think that's going to be worth it. That's so I don't think, I don't think they should bother pumping it in at all. I think uh, it's good. It would actually be more annoying to hear the, the synthetic crowd noise pumped in over and over, just go ahead and play it as is and take it as an opportunity to actually kind of for the fans to actually hear uh, uh, what goes on pre-snap.
1: I was going to say, uh, yeah, yeah, personally, that'd be so cool to hear all the pre-snap stuff. I think the Peyton Mannings of the world would absolutely hate that being all recorded and being on film for opposing teams to use. But hey, everyone would be on the same playing field.
0: Totally true. Uh, From Aristocrat, here are my favorite round one through four scenario. Round one, trade up for your receiver using two-thirds, any of the top three. Round two, get Cleveland, Cushenberry, or Biotish. Round three, Bryce Hall. Round four, Davian Taylor. Thoughts? Also, what player based on the current storylines are each of you looking forward to interacting with this season? Why? Lock is not an option. Have a beautiful day in Broncos Country.
1: Uh yep. I like your round one through four scenario right there. That looks good to me. Um and boy, current storylines. Who is a good player? Philip Lindsay. I want to hear what he has to say right now.
0: Yeah, I wonder if he's gonna shut down even more uh he hasn't been the biggest fan of the media over the especially last season uh which is unfortunate um i'm excited to uh, to interact with melvin gordon he, he seems
1: like he's excited to talk to us too
0: he just seems like a good old good dude so i'm he excited does. about that he does next All
1: one right. coming in from triad bronco hey y'all longtime listener and freeloader but you got, got me em. Finally got my tax return, and me and the missus decided each each take a little to spend on ourselves. So y'all are my gift to myself. Hey. Oh, that is too cool. Regarding the talk about malt liquor, I'm definitely a fan of Mickey's, not a sponsor. I still routinely get a sixer of stubbies on the weekend. Each cap has a pictogram underneath it. So the more you drink, the more fun it is. Well, I've rambled on long enough. I'll see myself out. God bless. Well, welcome. Welcome on board with us.
0: Yeah, welcome to the family, dude. Uh, And speaking of sponsors, shout out to Denver Rubber Company. They are the most reliable partner for all of your long-term projects. They've been doing it since 1972. They've always been tried and true. And they have the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses. Uh, Hopefully, snow is done. So if you need a stock up for your snow plows next year, you want to hit up uh Denver Rubber Company. But we also know that we also know that uh there isn't uh any guarantees that we're done with snow. So make sure you hit up Denver Rubber Company for all of your snow plow needs at one 800 259 10 or go to drcfirst.com slash DNVR.
1: Tater Tot Tom checking in with us and says, Hi, how has it been quarantined with your significant other? I think with this one, there are right answers and wrong answers, so be careful, guys.
0: Um, to me, this—I don't know. I don't. I don't want to sound high. Like, Ryan,
1: wanna, right answers and wrong answers. You know,
0: what I'm saying is, I don't want to try and flex here. And Mace, just so you know, you're still muted. Um. Uh, okay, Mace is heading out. So, love you. See you later. Uh. Anyways, uh, for me me and my girlfriend always hang out like we hang out 24 7 anyway so this wasn't a big change for me like and the reason i bring that up because i see a lot of my friends like uh, one of my friends who's even getting married was like oh my god this is the most consecutive time (laughs) i've ever spent with my fiance and i'm just like that's crazy to me like obviously there's there's aspects of this that are foreign in terms of just being stuck inside and not being able to go anywhere but in terms of the amount of time I'm spending with my girlfriend, it, it doesn't feel any different to me.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty similar. I actually haven't thought about like, wow, I've seen her how many days straight without leaving? No, not at all. So I've, uh, I've, I've absolutely loved it. Um, and like you said, there are some differences, but I, not any differences that I've thought about being uh, with the girlfriend and loved it.
0: Your work schedules, though, are sometimes a little bit variable. So are you guys hanging out a little bit more because of that? Yep, yep, and
1: right now I'm in our uh, I'm in our bedroom slash office, and she's doing her office in the kitchen right now. So, uh, yep. But we used to not see each other much, and now
0: we see each other a lot, which is great. Can you guys like switch tomorrow? I'm I'm tired of looking <laughs> at your room.
1: Uh, 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 no, you're in my office right now. Oh, We're, okay. Yeah,
0: this this
1: side is the office. The other side's the room.
0: I, I need a change of scenery.
1: <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll draw that up for you.
0: I, I like you know, I can't leave actually, so when I get to leave virtually I wanna <laughs> I wanna see some new things.
1: You wanna be carried away.
0: Yeah, like show me the laundry room.
1: <laughs> the laundry closet, you mean?
0: Yes, of course. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh from Brett Mar twenty one. I like how Mace conveniently dodged that question. <laughs> He's, Brett Maher says, hello, gentlemen. First of all, thank you for being a wonderful distraction from all the craziness going on. We all need it. Two, all along I had assumed that if we, uh, if the draft got to Denver at 15 and the three wide receivers were gone, Javon Kinlaw would be the fallback. However, with the recent pickup of Shelby Harris, I wonder if that's still the case. What do you think happens uh, if we get to the pick and the wide receivers are gone? Do they reach a little for Justin Jefferson or Xavier McKinney or trade down to maybe get a Cesar Ruiz or go wide receiver in round two? I'd love to hear your thoughts.
1: I think John would be willing to trade down then. He's he's proven it in the past that if his guy's not there, he's willing to move down. I don't think he's going to want to reach at this position. And I do think that uh, Brett Maher shows that, yeah, you kind of be reaching at 15, especially if you want to go wide receiver and those three are already gone.
0: I mean, to me, you know, a lot of people are painting these doomsday scenarios. I just can't see a scenario in which the all the receivers are gone, and all the tackles that you know have first round grades are gone as well. I think you end up with one of those two, but I do think trade down is is possible, and that is, uh, it sucks. Um, I mean, just they don't need more capital.
1: I Ryan, a, a good point. I did one of those mock drafts online this weekend and tried to get a doomsday scenario, and I thought I had it where there was nothing, and Andrew Thomas was right there at fifteen, and to me if he's there that's that's a mighty fine pick.
0: Uh I completely completely agree. So uh you hope that the, that they're able to get one of those three receivers. I think one of them will be there. I hope so.
1: Next one coming in from Wildcard. Hey, fellas, I've been wondering if I'm crazy to think this Broncos team is a playoff team. I have been deceived in the past by this team and think my bias will get in the way of reality. I do admit that the past four seasons I felt a little off, but in my heart of hearts, I always felt like we were right there. This year seems to be different, though. Do you think they are playoff ready? If so, how far do you think they can go? If not, how far do you think we are? Well, really, this all boils down to Drew Locke, and especially right now with it just being Ryan and I on the rest of this pod, we both believe in Drew, and so I believe that the rest of this team is good enough. In fact, it was actually interesting. One of the things Fangio said today, and one of the things he said last year, he wasn't afraid to point out how many holes are still left on this team, which was interesting because I feel like the Broncos... Um, you know, or just the the quarterback away, at least from competing for a playoff spot. So yeah, I I don't think you're crazy thinking this is a playoff team.
0: Okay, Uh, he goes on and says, uh, and by the way, I I, I agree. I think they're at the worst in a fight for a playoff spot that comes down to the last couple games, which will be exciting uh, considering the, you know, the amount of high leverage games we've been able to cover in the last four years, which is next (laughs) to zero. Um, from Wildcard, Sorry for the double comment, fellas, but it feels like I've listened to my Spotify playlist three times over now. What are your top three artists and favorite album or song by them? Thanks for the great content and the sense of community. Oh boy. I'm a, uh, a pop music guy. I just listen
1: to whatever's popular or oldies as my lovely girlfriend likes to uh, judge me on, but I do have one guy and that's Quinn 92. He's my guy. So if I'm going to uh, a single artist, that's who I'm going to otherwise I'm just going to popular or oldies
0: okay uh let me see if I can come up with three here quickly the my top artist who I've talked about a lot on this podcast is Gregory Allen Isaacoff uh yeah. singer songwriter you know indie folk sort of stuff a lot of acoustic guitar beautiful voice that's my go-to been listening to a lot of that recently um two would be probably John Mayer but if I'm gonna um suggest something specific it would be the live in los angeles uh album probably in my opinion the best live album ever uh and then number three i would going back and forth here but off the top of my head right now i'm going to say nathaniel Ratliff. Mm-hmm. um three different vibes there that we can uh you know we can uh you can switch between based on what what kind of the vibes you're feeling that day
1: all under a similar umbrella, in my mind, though those are those are some nice jams.
0: I mean, only in the sense that it's not like electronic or anything like that. It's like band music, right? Well, that the
1: I, I'm not a sophisticated music goer, so all under the same umbrella kind of fits. It, it, it's either hardcore, a little too intense, or that you know, calmer. All right, that's fair, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Next one coming in from onion town links. If John Owe improves the team much more after and during the draft, I see a uh, tilting point for the media attention. Do you think the the pull will be stronger for hype around a Mahomes lock rivalry or just keeping the chiefs in the spotlight at all costs, such as downplaying drew lock because he's Mahomes rival. It's only because Mahomes seems to be the answer to everything important in football. Why should I watch football Mahomes? What does the NFL specifically have to offer me over the XFL? Mahomes. At the end of the day, it's just an annoyance. I don't think anyone in Broncos country minds playing the villain, but it just feels like seven Super Bowls haven't done this team any good, let alone a four and one record with outstanding starting quarterback play with only what was it? Nine practices? Eleven practices? Anyways, have a good day, guys. Walla walla out, Links. Here's here's what I'll say, Links, and I'm actually going to kind of disagree with you. I think it's okay that the national media isn't giving the Broncos a lot of love right now. Look, uh, they've been very disappointing the last four seasons that they haven't even been fun to watch because they haven't had the offense. So uh, I don't blame national media for not giving this team a lot of attention. Now I do blame national media for, for not seeing a little bit of drew. I understand why they wouldn't totally be on our level uh, of where drew is, but I do blame them for, for not looking at drew at all, but I mean, I, I don't blame the national media saying, you know, Patrick Mahomes is still the guy and not giving Drew uh, I- any, any credence right now. I do think uh, that Drew could change that this year, though, especially getting to go up against Mahomes twice.
0: Oh, yeah, he'll have an opportunity. I mean, the, the national media is completely just sleeping right now. Apparently, based off of my Twitter mentions, Max Kellerman was on about something today saying that Drew Locke's uh, – uh, yards per attempt was too low, or something stupid like that, and that's why the Broncos should go after Cam Newton. I mean, uh, we are grasping at straws here, trying to come up with a reason why the Broncos still haven't found their quarterback of the future. Those of us who watched Drew Lock play, who saw in the in the words of Mace, who saw his elan, who uh, you know see the the way that he carries himself, the way that he's respected in the locker room. If you're just looking at numbers on a sheet, maybe you can try and discredit Drew Lock. Maybe. But uh, we saw the rest of it, and so we know it's just it's going to take a second. And and it can be very fast. Broncos come out 3-0, and Drew Locke looks good. It's on, you know, because the national media is going to learn that Drew Locke is a guy that you want to latch on to. Um, He's going to become a personality really fast that national media are attracted to. But he did everything during a a time where the Broncos were irrelevant, so it's going to take a second.
1: Yeah, and Oniontown links uh, in terms of if Locke is that guy and competing with Mahomes, oh, the NFL is totally going to embrace that. They love the Peyton and Brady rivalry. They would love another rivalry like that, especially one in a division.
0: Inside a division, that's the dream. Yep. From Ventriculostomy. Hey, guys, to the surprise about there being six Sharknado movies made me Google them. I'm <laughs> glad they don't take themselves too seriously. Check out the titles, Sharknado sharknado 2 the second one sharknado 3 oh hell no sharknado the fourth awakens sharknado 5 global swarming the last sharknado it's about time where did they find the money to keep pumping out these films i haven't seen any of them but i'm sure they're terrible
1: (laughs) i don't know ryan clayman said that they're winners
0: they were straight to tv movies so that helps the production um the first one went viral and somehow everyone was watching it, and I guess they just really tried to ride that wave until it it ran into nothing.
1: Ah, ride that wave! I see what you did there. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Champ twenty four eighty Smith says, "Hey fellas, I understand with not much news, the national media needs something to quote report on. But why are we seeing so much Cam to Denver reports? Given his injury history, no team should see him as a viable starter. And besides, them ignoring Drew Locke's potential." Where do they think this team would get the funds for a move
0: like that? I don't know. And I just don't care. Like these, these opinions are so uninformed that it's just like, not even, it's not even worth trying to dig into why they're saying this type of stuff. <laughs> no, it's really, I I don't waste my time with that. From Drew Locka, Hello again, gentlemen. Sorry. I haven't commented in a while. I've been busy figuring out how to do distance learning with my students due to the school being closed indefinitely. It's been a lot of work, but I'm figuring it out. Thank you so much for doing that, you know, uh, it's, there's so many different fields right now that are trying to learn a new way of doing things. And obviously some are more important than others. We had to figure out a different way to do this podcast, which, uh, thankfully some of the people that listen to this podcast feel is important, but it's nowhere near as important as trying to figure out how to keep students engaged and teach them and have them, you know, go along their path from a completely different perspective than teachers have always learned how to do things. So we appreciate you for, uh, for all of your efforts in trying to keep the children educated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And boy, good, good for you. It must be super tough right now, but thanks for chiming in, Drew Laca.
0: He goes on, I saw on TV today that Todd McShay has a Chargers taking Jordan Love and not Herbert in the first round, which one of those quarterbacks would you rather see them take? Uh, For me, it's easy. I would rather see them take Jordan Love. Yeah, I,
1: I would too, but I'm
0: not worried about either. I mean, I watched Jordan Love play CSU of all teams, and he didn't even look good then.
1: <laughs> and boy, if Ryan's saying that, you know that he is not good.
0: I mean, like, yeah, I'm giving credit, <laughs> I guess, to the CSU defense for slowing him down. But I, I watched that game, and I was just like, "What? where's the NFL quarterback?
1: <laughs> First-round quarterback, too.
0: Yeah, uh, hard pass for me but justin herbert i'm not big on either but to me he's gonna have a better career than jordan love i agree Uh, any chance zach can tell us the name of his cats
1: Uh, of course i can do that i'll do it in my normal voice though we have duncan who is a orange tabby cat he's about four years old he's uh he has made me bleed many many times but he's very cute and then we have a black cat named choco who's about two years old and he's the sweetest thing sometimes we uh we call him Chunk because he's a little chunky, but uh, he's all
0: he's all good heart. Um. Okay, Duncan. What's the etymology behind that name?
1: Uh, Duncan, as in Duncan Donuts, the coffee
0: shop. Because he's the color of like their logo.
1: Um. I don't know. Cute name. <laughs> do we have you a guys dog.
0: Like Duncan Donuts a lot. We, we do like we do like
1: Duncan Donuts, okay. and uh, so so it is D-U-N-K-I-N, just like the coffee shop.
0: Okay. And um, if we get a
1: if we get a dog, we may name it Donuts. Who knows? Jesus,
0: we need to tell <laughs> you need to tell Lindsay about this so she can get us a sponsor. <laughs> it's
1: true. I'd love that.
0: Um, and then Chaco. That one seems like it. It's self explanatory as it's a black cat.
1: Um, why? So wait, wait. I don't. I don't know if I'm on the same page.
0: Okay, never mind. Explain. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, just the the shoe,
1: the Chaco. It's like an outdoor Colorado shoe. Uh so I wanted to be an outdoor sort of cat.
0: And they're black, aren't they?
1: (laughs) I think so, yeah. I think the bottoms are black. Is that what you're going off?
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, (laughs) He finishes by saying thanks again for everything you do. Your voices have been a calming presence during this certainly hectic time. We really, really appreciate you uh, rolling along with us.
1: We we really do, and you know, if, uh, if we need to, maybe I'll say how I call my cats and the cat voice some at some point to raise everyone's spirits
0: yeah we need that we need the acoustic intro song
1: yes there's a yeah. lot of things that we can do to make people happy
0: exactly next one uh, coming
1: in from Jake Plummer's Revenge gents Longtime listener first time commenter you got, we got me em. I live in Shreveport and with Louisiana becoming another hot spot for COVID-19 you guys are keeping me sane while I work from home a question for you all is there something special about the draft this time of year or it this year in terms of elite talent? We know that the draft talent depth matches the Broncos' needs, but having the 15th pick doesn't guarantee us a tackle or wide receiver we want. If this is a truly special draft, do you think John will trade up to get his guy or stay put or trade back? Last year, everyone thought we were going with Devin Bush or Drew Locke in the first. John surprised us all, traded down, and we know the rest. If we need to trade up, how far do we need to get? get up to get our guy and what would that cost last mace i got your 1984 reference a pot or two ago unfortunately mace isn't here to understand that reference uh
0: 1984 like the book
1: i don't was that what it was called i think so oh yeah but i wouldn't know
0: uh it was assigned in high school that does not mean i read it <laughs> i i don't like i don't know if i should actually admit this i swear to you I, I had a 0% rate of books that were assigned versus books that I actually read. I read zero books in high school.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I had a much better success record in terms of finishing
0: the book. I mean, I don't know if I ever would have made it in a world where you couldn't just Google stuff.
1: Oh, Sparknotes.
0: Yeah, like Spark... <laughs> I mean, the amount of time I spent trying to figure out stuff, I probably could have just read the books, but that doesn't... <laughs> that didn't have the same thrill. Drew Locka is probably like, stop saying this. I know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Drew Locka. Uh, from Amarite or Amarillo, top three movies: Lonesome Dove, Lonesome Dove, and Lonesome Dove.
1: Definitely, never heard of any of those three.
0: Yeah, I know about as much of those movies as I know about the books that were assigned to me in high school. <laughs>
1: Iowa City Bronco, thanks for the birthday shout-out yesterday. Ryan, we are going to have to play a game of Madden soon. You beat my brother, and I need to avenge my family's name. Hopefully Madden can come out with a franchise mode next year that allows two players on each team. Just imagine a 32-team league with 64 players playing 2 versus 2 They have it available in other game modes, but not franchise mode oh man that'd be crazy but how how do you play madden with two people on the same team you don't no you don't. Well, i mean especially like especially on offense you
0: can it's just not as fun um the only sports game and i could be wrong here I I, I I might be able to come up with a couple more the only sports game that really you can play 2v2 in is nba jam in my opinion um and then maybe like the Wii games like you can play doubles tennis and Wii. right um but like video games sports video games are made to be one-on-one
1: yep yep exactly and boy not being able to be the quarterback having to be a wide receiver would be such a bummer
0: or the running back yeah like if you're the wide receiver you don't get to really do anything
1: (laughs) no and what if your teammate's mad at you and just never throws you the ball yeah you get like peyton manning right Next one coming in from Just Ice Hold the Water. Hey guys, I hope you're doing well and healthy today. Do you think do you guys think that with all of our draft capital that we could potentially have enough to trade up and get Isaiah Simmons? Is Okuda too far out of reach? My personal opinion, I'd love to trade up and get Simmons. The guy's a freak athlete and great chess piece. Could either of these guys be realistic for John elway to get without paying an arm and a leg for? Enjoy Taco Tuesday with some resolution golden ale. Thank you guys. Just ice hold the water.
0: It is Tuesday, isn't it? Seems like a good day to make tacos. I think I will do that. Uh,
1: uh, taco sounds delicious.
0: Yeah, it does. Sounds amazing. If there's one thing I'm stocked up on, too, it's ground beef.
1: Mm, yep. so, oh, I could go for a little fish taco right now. Mm, a little pico.
0: Oh, dude, when you said fish tacos, my I instantly just landed in Mexico, like on like, <sighs> a, at like a beach side bar and grill, mm. eating fish tacos. What are you drinking? Ooh, um that's a good question. Probably a margarita. Yep. I think you have to. Salt or uh sugar rim? Salt.
1: I'm going spicy salt
0: rim. Oh well, you didn't yeah. give me that option. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. That oh God, that sounds amazing. Some like I don't know. Maybe maybe like some Bob Marley is playing in the background. Yep. Oh, of
1: course. The, the sea breeze is coming on your face. It's uh blowing on your face right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you didn't get it.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't have got it if you didn't smirk. Oh my god, you just ruined my perfect visual. I was like happy Gilmore going to my happy place.
1: And then you just got little yep. wet <laughs> it's,
0: oh my god <laughs> it's like the part when when his mind goes to the wrong place and then it's like his grandma pouring the beers on <laughs> 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 oh my god from pig tosser 66 LA and the broncos get an a for their work in free agency and anyone who says different is being a hater looks like they went anti-2019 and took guys with no injury history and guess what guys that was going to be my question today if i was able to ask one to john LA was just after what happened last season was there an emphasis on getting guys uh who didn't have an injury history I just really wanted to see if that was confirmed or if that was something that we were just making up or if that was something he was willing to admit um
1: I would have liked to know that over the 700 questions about how their draft strategy has changed
0: yeah I mean you you had the national guys in there which I understand um you know they got to get their questions in it was very obvious that they're writing stories about how teams around the NFL are going to deal with this, which like, yeah, that's an interesting story. Um, not for us, but anyways, we got, yeah, I think we had like, what, how many questions did you say there were t- total? 10? Yeah. 10 total questions, six about, you know, the situation going on right now.
1: Yep, exactly. We, we want to know what's happening with the football team.
0: Yeah, I've really just bumped me out. Anyways, uh, he goes on and says, the signing that has people talking the most is Gordon, and I happen to love it. Sure, we paid a lot for a running back, but we actually got him at a discount, according to Gordon. And we all know we need playmakers and an infusion of talent on offense for Drew in his first full year as a starter. We have tried to draft running backs over and over and have failed. See Ball, Booker, and Freeman – We finally have a legit running back duo. That would be a nightmare for defenses. The first two picks can now safely be wide receiver and tackle with no glaring holes left. Well done Elway and Vic question. How many wins do we get if we snag Ruggs at 15 and are able to snag Peters during the draft to play left tackle
1: double digit 10. I'd, I'd be very comfortable with that, man, that that'd be a steal. It'd be a steal.
0: Yeah. I would say that they, that would be, they'd be tracking for double digit wins as well.
1: I mean, definitely, definitely talking playoffs. Next one from Bring Back the Supersonics. I've been hearing a lot of people saying if we trade up the best landing spot is 11th. Do you think Adam Gase would trade that pick to us? Nope. And if he would do it, would he do it without asking for a king's ransom?
0: Nope, 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 nope. Let's move on. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) From Mile High Mike. Hey, fam, just a minute to celebrate the near possible future of our beloved Broncos. Mahomes looking to close this game once and for all. If the Chiefs score here, the Broncos' hopes are all but neutralized. It's third and seven on the Broncos' 48-yard line. Mahomes steps back into the pocket. He looks for Hill. He's lightning fast, but Boye predicted the route, and it's too risky. In a milliseconds, Mahomes continues his read. Callahan is fast enough to stay in front of Kelsey. And Amukamara has got Watkins covered tight. In a flash, Mahomes sprints to the flats. His feet have made miracles happen before. Five yards to the marker. Three yards. Two yards. And boom! Fangio saw this coming and set A.J. to be the QB spy, and Mahomes is smashed out of bounds one yard short. Reed considers a fourth down play, but they're up seven points, and he trusts his defense. Punt. After the return, there's less than 30 seconds left on the clock. Biotis snaps the ball to Locke. He immediately looks to Sutton, but he's double-covered. Fance route throws off the zone just for a frick for a quick second, long enough for Judy to break free with a perfectly timed cut-up field. Locke lets it fly seconds before Jones knocks him down. Judy brings it in and sprints to the end zone. Chief secondary hot on his tail, but he reaches the ball and crosses the plane. Touchdown! A PAT will tie the game, but that's not how Fangio rolls. He keeps the offense on the field, and Locke finds Melvin Gordon's in the flats. He's got one to beat as Matthew comes down hard, but Gordon leaps and hurdles the star safety. The two-point conversion is successful, and the Broncos win. Ah. <laughs> Thanks for fantasizing me with a bit. I know I'm wearing orange-colored glasses a little bit here, but the off-season has me pumped. Quick note, would love to have Brandon Perna zoom into the uh, co- into the pod one, uh, one of these days. The last time he visited was one of my favorite pods. Sorry for the long comment. Hope you enjoyed reading it as much as I loved writing it. I have spoken. Wow, hi, Mike.
1: I'm not gonna lie. I was getting some goosebumps. That was excellent writing, Mile High Mike. Loved the visual.
0: Yes, I appreciate uh, the correct punctuation and grammar in there, so I was able to read it correctly.
1: <laughs> and then, boom! I like that. That was that was a good presentation as well, Ryan. Next Did one I blow coming in your from... speakers. <laughs> Next one from True Champ Fan Twenty Four. Top three movies: Forrest Gump, Green Nile, and Young Guns. Of course, I've heard of Forrest Gump. Neither of the other two, though.
0: Did he mean Green Mile? Or Green Nile. Oh,
1: probably Green Mile. <laughs> Unless
0: green the other Nile, one's
1: about Egypt.
0: Yeah, it could be about, you know, um, like crocodiles that infest the Nile and turn it green.
1: <laughs> oh, God, that sounds awful.
0: <laughs> also, uh, let,
1: let me add to the long list of 90s movies y'all need to jump on. Congo is a must-see, and so is Ghost in the Darkness. Never heard of them. Both thriller-types movies. Congo is a sci-fi thriller about killer apes guarding a long-lost city of treasure. A science expedition goes awry when the scientist finds his, this forbidden zone trying to release a gorilla back into the wild. Ghost in Darkness is based on the th- true events of two man-eating lions that terrorized a work camp in Africa as workers attempted to build a train, br- a train bridge across a river that divided Kenya, both worth the watch. Oh, yep, he did mean Green Mile.
0: <laughs> I like <laughs> fantasizing about Green Nile instead.
1: it uh it could have been a story about uh a saint patrick's day parade in (laughs) chicago gone poorly Ooh,
0: it's like a (laughs) rom-com and uh like this guy he has this grand plan to bring ireland to egypt and it's because his girlfriend is from uh, ireland he's like really trying to impress her and make her feel at home while they're on assignment for work in egypt um but, of course, <laughs> hilarity ensues, and things go wrong and now like for some reason, all the animals in the Nile are coming out of it, and now it's a thriller where they have to escape this like jungle of animals that are going crazy because uh he used the wrong solution to turn the water green <laughs> uh, yeah, man, crazy movie.
1: I think we've got a blockbuster on our hands,
0: <laughs> me too. <laughs> it's a rom-com that's also a thriller and uh like super gory
1: (laughs) yeah those things typically go together
0: yeah i think (laughs) we've got a really good target market
1: (laughs) next one coming in from wilma f hey fellas hope y'all are health healthy and staying safe i have a question for mace ah he's not here should we still go with it ryan
0: no send it to us tomorrow
1: oh perfect Next one from Sir James Radio. Since we've been looking back on the past lately, what is every what is everyone's all time favorite football game? Other listeners, please get in on this too. I'm not talking Denver or the NFL, but the sport as a whole. It could even be a game you played, a game you played in. Let us live it through you. I've been sitting here debating this in my own head, and the game I continue to come back is the 2007 Tostadas festival with Boise State upsetting Oklahoma 42. 42- to 43 the final 126 is an entire game on its own right i would love to do a dnvr watches to that after after all they are the broncos look forward to everyone's answers
0: god that game was awesome and actually one of my uh one of my best friend's brothers at the time played for boise state wow Um, so we were obviously all rooting on boise state super hard that was oh such a great football game it's funny you mention that though, because I'm thinking of my favorite game I ever played in, and um, I don't know if I've ever shared this on this podcast, but I never have lost a football game that I played in in my life.
1: <laughs> That's incredible.
0: I think it's something like 37 and 0 uh, <laughs> in my in my full football career. Um, this is probably the closest we ever came to to losing, and it's funny that you mention the um, the Boise State Oklahoma game because we were playing against oh god i yeah i can't remember what team it was i want to say maybe Longmont High school? i don't know a good high school um and they got it all the way down to like the five yard line we were up by less than a touchdown but more than a field goal so they had to score a touchdown to win the game and if they scored obviously we would lose and From, like, the five-yard line, they did a Statue of Liberty similar to the one that Boise State did in that game, and they gave it to their best player. He headed for the pylon. Huge collision right at the corner. Uh, uh, Honestly, could have gone either way. Ref said no touchdown. We
1: won. Oh, wow.
0: Like, if there was replay, there's no guaranteeing he didn't get across across the plane
1: oh but that's incredible
0: it was intense everyone just stopped for a second and just like looked at the ref to see what he was gonna say and he just like marked it at like the the one oh, and we just went nuts because that was the last play of the game
1: did the other team go nuts
0: in the uh, opposite way yeah yeah I mean there's nothing they could do though you know like yep. that's the thing is like especially when there's no replay like what's the point of yelling and screaming like, <laughs> right the ref isn't all of a sudden going to change his mind after you go crazy so man i only saw it for a second like like the, the player he was a baller and he was just like yelling at the ref but like i saw that for a second before we just started going crazy because it was like it was like not officially but like unofficially like the city championship or whatever you want to call it like whoever yep. won that was going to win the league so My
1: uh, greatest high school football moment as a team was not one that you really want to have, not the ideal timing. We were, my school, Littleton High School, when I played with them, we were ranked as the number one team in the state at the start of the season, and uh, we did not retain that for too long after that. You want to be ranked number one at the end of the season, not at the beginning, so didn't uh definitely had some more losses than you in my career ryan
0: yeah uh, yeah, that sucks can't relate um, <laughs> I, I don't think it did, <laughs> i don't think it did uh did anything for uh to help my ego
1: <laughs> Oh you don't say
0: but i gotta be honest here i i will i will check my own ego here oh. i wasn't like a star player okay so I but hey,
1: take, it sounds like you're a part of the magic, though.
0: That's, yeah. I'm like, oh, God. Who's a player who just like always ended up on championship teams?
1: <laughs> oh, who was with the Spurs?
0: Was it Robert Ori? I think so. Yeah. Big shot, Big shot Bob? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe him or like, uh, I'm trying to think of like a role player. Maybe like that one guy who's friends with LeBron who just went with him everywhere.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it James Jones? Is that who it is?
1: I think so, yep. <laughs>
0: That's like me. I mean, my the, the team that I was just talking about in eighth grade, we had two future NFL players uh, and Oof. probably six additional future D1 athletes, some in football, some in other sports. Wow. So, yeah, I, I wasn't that um but I'd like to think that my football IQ helped the team at times
1: oh I'm sure it did I'm sure I'm sure it was crucial
0: <laughs> look at uh, that
1: Robert Ori seven time NBA championship won one with three different teams
0: so you've got the Spurs the Lakers and wow I'm blanking here um
1: Early nineties, if that it wouldn't oh, help me. Oh wow! Yeah, early this wouldn't 90s. help me. Yep. Ninety four is the year. The Bulls? Nope. Houston Rockets. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that.
0: Oh, that's that's crazy. But the thing about Big Shot Bob is like he actually made big shots.
1: He did. Yeah. So he 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 was contributing.
0: I mean, I guess I yeah, I can't say I I was I uh was like a clutch <laughs> player or anything like that.
1: Are oh, you being so humble right now?
0: That's why I ended up playing. Um, golf in high school instead of football because like one I had to preserve the perfect record I pulled the John LA you know quit on top (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and two I just I, I wasn't you know I wasn't destined to be a star and
1: then you got your you got that in golf
0: and ultimate frisbee (laughs) (laughs)
1: there's the ryan i know and love
0: (laughs) from ldj so today i i've decided i'm ignoring all national media when it comes to the broncos first take uh wow you know you just reminded me i i kind of did have like a uh any team i went on just you know (laughs) became champions
1: there's another one
0: (laughs) no but i mean golf and ultimate frisbee all the football teams the golf ultimate um i guess that was it
1: are you telling john to sign you up right now
0: i i mean it would be (laughs) worth a try i would say (laughs) anyways ldj says first max kellerman suggested the broncos should get cam he made sure, he said under his breath, maybe uh, he was a good backup for the young kid, but he said loudly, or to compete or beat out Drew Locke. He further went on to say that, yeah, Drew Locke went 4-1, and one, but the league caught up to him, and his yards per attempt went down. Forget his quarterback rating, forget how his footwork improved every game, that his turnovers went down and his completion percentage. Forget all of that, right, though, Max? Then Stephen A. took the disrespect higher, mockingly saying, no fan." courtland sutton philip lindsay they're okay can we get cam some real weapons and receivers please really that's how you feel courtland's an emerging superstar and that's how you feel i'm done these same people picked us to lose every game in uh in the playoffs uh all the way up to the super bowl in 2015 the broncos aren't going to get respect and i'm over it no more yeah you don't you don't need them just come to us ldj speaking of disrespect what is a respectable contracts extension phil will take after the mike cliss interview uh for if only culture purposes only this team needs phil how do we keep phil
1: well to uh to in order to keep phil for longer than just this year and next year get to pay him and right right now would be the time to pay him because you can get him probably for the biggest discount it's just if if phil's asking for too much and it is going to be interesting with John Elway saying at the beginning of this offseason that, that they were going to talk to him and now saying the same thing that they're in communication. We'll see where it goes. Um, it, but the thing is, Phil's going to be here. If the Broncos want him here, he's here the next two years. So that there, there's not going to be, you don't have to worry about him not being on the team even after this season.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, I fear that this isn't going to be fun. Um, but if I had to guess, great use of the mute button there, uh, Zach. No one even, <laughs> okay. no one even knows. Um, if I had to guess, I think Phil will eventually be a, a, a Bronco for the long term. I think that there's going to be some bumps in the road, but I think in the end, it they find a way.
1: I think so too. I think Phil will be here. I don't think John's letting him leave.
0: Man, people are really worried about this though. Like my mentions today are just filled oh, yeah. with yeah. people saying like. If the Broncos let Philip Lindsay go, I'll lose all respect for the organization, and like, uh, let, them, let them hear it, folks. You know, like, yep. um, I think that's something that matters. If the organization knows that a player is really important to the community, which obviously Philip Lindsay is, they'll go uh, to greater lengths to make sure they keep him around.
1: I think so too, and I see what you did there, filled, fill. Yeah. Yeah. And I last comment coming in from Broncos for life 58. Hey DNVR fam. I read an interesting article. I wanted to bring the debate here since I trust your knowledge and we generally see eye to eye on a lot of team subjects. With that said, who will have more touchdowns this year? Drew MVP lock or touchdown Tom Brady himself. Thanks for everything and a great constant getaway from life problems.
0: Okay, uh, you got to cons- mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. You gotta consider the weapons and the design of the Bruce Arians offense. I mean, this thing should be, des- this whole thing is going to be built to get Tom Brady touchdown passes, whereas I don't, well, the Broncos are obviously moving to a more pass-happy scheme. I still don't think it's going to be the same type of attack that Bruce Arians is trying to go there. So if you're putting money on this, you probably end up going, for tom brady and and when i say that i also keep in mind the fact the broncos just got one of the best red zone running backs in the nfl they are going to use him they are going to try to run for touchdowns i think the the patriots have one of the best short yardage throwers in the or sorry the the buccaneers so weird have one of the best short yardage throwers in the nfl they're going to try to throw for touchdowns in the red zone
1: Yep, you're 100% right. Melvin Gordon was potentially going to go to the Bucs, which maybe I would switch my answer to Drew if he did. It uh, goes to the Broncos instead. So I think the Broncos are going to pound the ball a lot in the red zone. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that Tom Brady is going to have a better year than, than Drew Locke, but I think he will have a better uh, or he will have more touchdowns because of exactly what you detailed, Ryan.
0: When I think about Melvin Gordon, I think that that's his, by far his most valuable asset for the Broncos, and I think they're going to capitalize on that. I mean, in the end, I think running the, being able to run the ball successfully in the red zone, especially inside the 10-yard line, might be the most valuable thing a team can have because it only gets harder the closer you get to the end zone to throw the ball. If you can just smash it down people's faces and score touchdowns without having to throw the ball down there, you are in good, good shape.
1: Yep, yep, hundred percent. You don't. Hey, it's it's way less risky.
0: Way, way, way less risky. And if you want your teeth to be in good shape, make sure you hit up Green Mountain Dental Group whenever you're able to get out and get some dental dental work done. At the end of all this, you want to use them. They're awesome. They support us. They're diehard Colorado sports fans. They're everything that you could want in a dentist office. So make sure you hit up Green Mountain Dental Group when you need that dental work done. Well, Zach, this was fun. But I think that's going to wrap it up for us today on the DNVR Broncos podcast. As always, we'll be back with you tomorrow, and we'll see you then.